The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Oh, boy, that's a gut punch. The Browns had a heck of a season. They were building something they just couldn't hang. Wait, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong post game. Uh, Dayton a winner, 67-54. Uh, sorry, I was multitasking during this game. Uh, Dayton goes to GW at George Mason, and uh, they come away with a win, 67-54. They blew the Colonials' doors off early tizzy uh, in a game that was moved out of Washington, D.C. because of the current situation uh, in the Capitol. Uh, they moved it just a few blocks from the National Mall in Foggy Bottom to uh, an empty George Mason gym. Uh, at Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax, Virginia, about 20 miles outside the city. And uh, Dayton just blew their doors off. Tis they, were, they jumped out to an 11-2 start that grew to 21-6 to by the under 12 for a while. Dayton did not miss a three-pointer. They started a perfect 4-4 of from beyond the arc. They were up 13 at the break. Uh, hit a little bit of a lull with the scoring drought in the second half. Uh, went more than four minutes without scoring. And GW cut into that Dayton lead and got as close as four. But as you and I were talking off air, Tizzy, uh, before we came here to the post game uh, on air, you know Dayton closes the game on a sixteen to seven run, uh, and some of those points in that closing stretch uh, came from Jalen Cruncher, our WHIO Radio Player of the Game, with twenty three, and they uh, they just get the job done on a neutral site uh, against uh, against the GW team today. Yeah, no question. That was really the bottom line is that you they needed to take care of business, and they did. Uh, against uh, GW today uh, on a neutral site. So, and for the Flyers, really, they controlled. They never trailed in this game. Um, you know, Jalen Crutcher was, of course, on. Uh, of course, as you said, with twenty-three points, but also they got contributions from others. Uh, of course, with Ibby Watson and uh, Mustafa Amzil, um, both with ten points. They both, looking at the stats, they were what a combined six of seventeen from the floor. But I thought Jordy Chamunga continues to play well. Nine points, eight rebounds, really controlled it. Uh, hit some big free throws, really, when it seemed that GW was starting to get close. You're making it a little bit of white-knuckle time uh, for the Flyer faithful. But uh, well, Jordy has really played well in conference play. Um, but uh, you also have Zimmy, who continues to get better. Played 18 minutes, getting six points. And uh, Moo even g- g- came off the bench early in the first half, played four points, and uh, got a co- even had one dunk. So, uh, so slowly, John, we're starting to see the Flyers. Um, they're starting to find their pieces. They're starting to find their roles, especially considering. Remember, no non-conference play for really. I think almost for every non-conference, every team in college basketball because of the situation with the pandemic. But now the Flyers are starting to settle into their roles, and that's what we're seeing now. Uh, after uh, the the two bad losses to LaSalle and to Fordham. Uh, Those games are over. Now it's about what are you going to do now? And so far, Flyers have responded pretty well since uh, that Fordham game. Yeah, this game gets them now to 8-3 and overall. So what, they're 11 games through the season. I mean, at this point, this is typically about where they'd be at the the end of the non-conference and looking ahead to 8-10 play, the 11-game sample size. And as you mentioned, Tizzy, Dayton starting to, I think, figure out their identity. That rotation starting to come together after the injury bug and after the departure of Chase Johnson and everything they've been dealing with with this roster in flux so far. They're starting, I think, to figure this rotation out. Mm. Uh, and as we've seen, that they are capable, this Dayton team, of losing to literally anybody in the A-10 after you lost to Fordham and LaSalle. It's good to see them just come away with a win against a GW team that, as we mentioned, uh, after their last game on Wednesday night against Duquesne, this is a Colonials team. He just had to go in and take care of business, regardless of where this game was being played. 
you had to go and beat GW, and they did. It's Flyer Feedback with John Bedell and John Tisdell as we await the live postgame comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant. Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you have grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Dayton a winner, 67-54. And if you are like me and you're a Dayton Flyers fan and a Cleveland Browns fan, you know that we are two things here at WHIO Radio. We are the home of the Flyers, and we are also the Dayton Radio home of the Cleveland Browns. So the games overlap today, which means we're doing some simulcasting here, which means Dayton basketball coverage here on WHIO 1290 and 95.7 FM. If you're looking for the Browns post game show, we have that on our sister station, WZLR. You can find that at 95.3 and 101 FM, the Eagle. So if you're looking for Jeff Phelps and company on the Cleveland Browns post game, you can find that down the dial at 95.3 and 101 the Eagle. So for Fans wondering what what we're going to do today with both games happening simultaneously. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this 67-54 win over GW on a neutral floor at George Mason? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with his thoughts on the other side of this break with Larry Hansgen right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back in the Bud Light Flyer Broadcast Center on South Main Street in Dayton as the Dayton Flyers go on the road and beat George Washington 67-54. to We're joined by Coach Anthony Grant. And, Coach, you often talk about starts and finishes. You got this game off to a good start, and you finished the game well. Yeah, I thought um, I thought we got off to a really good start. I loved our energy, you know, to start the game, and and certainly every game has runs. You know, we knew there would be runs in the game. Uh, I thought, you know, they did a, a really good job of, of turning up their energy and their their intensity there in the midway point of the second half. On, we're able to cut it to a two possession game, but I thought, as you mentioned, I thought our guys really responded down the last five or six minutes of the game to be able to preserve the win. Some of the stats that just jump off the page at me, uh, only nine turnovers in the ball game, And, and this is coming after... Uh, having two games, uh, most recently Duquesne, and then the, you know, the overtime win against uh, Davidson, taking care of the basketball was uh, a formula for victory. Yeah, it was good to see. I, I love the 19 assists on 24 made baskets as well. I thought you know, that was key for us. They, they threw a lot of different looks at us. They switched a lot of our action today. They were really long and athletic. Uh, you know, they, they were versatile at all five spots. And so uh, you know, I thought uh, for a while there we had a difficult time with the physicality, but uh, it was good to see our guys being able to figure it out at the end and, and uh, be able to, to make the game easier for each other. They made a little run at you uh, in the second half, and it, you, you came at them with a zone, and I, I don't know that they ever totally solved it. Yeah, I thought the zone was really good for us. You know, um, Obviously, we knew they had a couple of shooters, and, and uh, you know, we wanted to make sure we identified those guys. Uh, you know, I think the one thing, whether it was zone or man, um, you know, the, if, if I could, if I could take anything that hopefully we'll learn from this game, I think it was four times in the game that we fouled shooters. Maybe twice we fouled two or three times that we fouled guys in the act of shooting threes. Um, so you know, that that's an area for us that that uh, I, we've been pretty good at uh, today. You know, for whatever reason, that that was uh, an Achilles heel for us that gave them you know some easy opportunities at the free throw line. But you know, for the most part, I, I thought we did a pretty good job defensively. I think uh, um, you know that was the key. Uh, for us to be able to get the win. 
All right, Coach, congratulations on the win. Please travel safe, and we'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow night. Okay, thank you. All right, then again, uh, the Anthony Grant Show coming up tomorrow night, brought to you by Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. 7 to 8 tomorrow night uh, on the radio and also uh, live on Facebook at the WHIO Radio and the Home of the Flyers Facebook page. Dayton next in action coming up on Wednesday against... Well, George Washington again. That's a 7 o'clock tip, and we'll, of course, have all the action for you uh, beginning with pregame coverage Wednesday at 6.30. On behalf of uh, our crew here, including uh, Keith Waliskowski filling in for the legend Bucky Bockhorn here this afternoon, our final from Fairfax, Virginia, was Dayton 67 and George Washington 54. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and it's you here as well. We thank you for joining us tonight after a 67-54 Dayton Flyers win against GW at George Mason. Dayton gets to 8-3 on the year. They're now 4-2 in Atlantic 10 play. And Tiz is uh, head coach Anthony Grant told Larry Hansgen in his live postgame comments right here on WHIO Radio just moments ago, it's all about starts and finishes. They started well, they finished good. Uh, some rough spots in the middle, but, you know, it's basketball. As Anthony said, runs happen. It's a game of runs. Uh, but even after GW cut it down to a two-possession game, they got it down to four points. Uh, Dayton really responded well in the last five to six minutes of this game and closed it out against a GW team that they really should have and did beat. Yeah, absolutely. That's It's all about uh, winning. And uh, look, I mean, how many times have you and I said over the years that road wins in college basketball are golden, and especially uh, conference games, uh, no matter what? Now, 
you could say that this was a rogue game because it was. It was a rogue game for both. I mean, you can say quote unquote neutral site, but look, Fairfax is a suburb of D- of Washington D.C. and and that's what it was. You have to go away from the UD arena and you got to get wins. And this is a basketball program under Anthony Grant the last three years that has done a much better job of winning games away from the UD arena. Uh, take away what happened against Fordham, of course, but this team has responded very well ever since that game. And you know, they never trailed from this game. Uh, Crutcher, Jalen Crutcher, we're starting to see him assert himself more. And you and I talked about this during the Bud Light postgame show, John. They're starting to figure out their roles, you know, after the injuries, after uh, what happened with with Chase, with Chase Johnson. Now, now we're starting to see what each other's role, what everyone's starting to figure each other out without a non-conference season. And we saw that tonight. It got a little bit hairy, a little bit right there at the middle. But as Anthony Grant said, they started out well and they ended it well. It's about finishing. And this is a Flyer team that's starting to do it, especially uh, during a conference play. Yeah, it's Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. So we thank our friends at Flannies and Bud Light for their support this year, even though we cannot be over there in person like we would like to be because of the pandemic. Uh, and, you know, tis a... Um, you know, a weird scheduling blip, too, because I had said on the air after the Duquesne game on Wednesday, I could not remember the last time Dayton had played the same team in back-to-back regular season games. And it turns out it's I couldn't remember it because it had been 27 years. Uh, that's the last time Dayton played back-to-back regular season matchups against the same team in 27 years. A fun nugget that UD also passed along from Hall of Famer, uh, Hall of Fame SID Doug Hoschild was that the last time UD played the same team in back-to-back games at any point of the season was the finale of the 2011-2012 season and Dayton's first game in the A-10 tourney that year, which, again, as you might remember, was also George Washington. That was Archie Miller's first year before uh, they got uh, a close loss to Xavier in the second round of that A-10 tourney. So it's, right. it has been a while since Dayton's played back-to-back uh, regular season games against the same team. This same GW team will be at UD Arena Wednesday night at 7 uh, for the tip there. And it's a busy week for Dayton. They go yep. Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday this week. So three games in, 17, uh, in seven days, a busy week for Dayton. But tonight they are a winner, 67-54. We're talking about it here on Flyer Feedback, which continues after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, John Tisdell, coming to you live from our WHIO radio studios in Dayton and you here for Flyer Feedback as we celebrate a 67-54 to Dayton Flyers win over George Washington at George Mason. The game moved to a neutral site about 20 miles outside D.C. because of the security situation going on in our nation's capital, among many other things, all the road closures uh, that are happening in and around GW's campus because if you know the Foggy Bottom neighborhood where GW is, you know that it's within uh, walking distance of the White House and uh, close to the uh, just blocks from the west end of the National Mall, sort of near the Lincoln Memorial. So it's John Bedell, John Tisdell here for Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub 
and Bud Light. And Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer Faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at Dayton at gmail.com. So, Tizzy, you know, Dayton started with a wind sprint out of the blocks. Yeah. They were up 15 by the under 12. Uh, they could really do no wrong in the first half. They were hitting from beyond the arc. They started a perfect 4 of 4 from beyond the three-point line. They were scoring inside, two with Jordy Shimunga layups, with Jalen Crutcher runners, and they shot the lights out in the first half, Tiz. 54% from the field, including a blistering 7 of 12, good for 58% from beyond the arc. They only turned the ball over five times in the first frame, nine total, so they controlled the ball for the feels like the first time this year. Yeah. Well, really the third time this year, but I'm being facetious there with the <laughs> problems they've yeah. had with turning over the ball. They won the rebounding battle and and they had some tough stretches there in the in the second frame where GW got it down to two possessions. Uh but this Dayton team weathered those runs and Tiz, you got to like the way they started the game, the way they weathered that GW run and the way they closed out the game in the last 5 or 6 minutes to come away with this win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a veteran team. I think when you look at you look at the young guys that have that have really stepped up. Certainly, there's a number of them, like uh, Mustafa Amzil, and of course you've got Zimmy, and of course R.J. Blakeney before he got hurt. As he's slowly getting back into the rotation, but this is a veteran team. I forget Elijah Weaver, of course, but you got Crutcher, you got Watson, and you got Jordy Chamunga. All those guys are back, and those guys. Are starting to lead the way. You know, you even saw uh, Jordy was kind of setting the defense up uh, during the uh, at one point, and I thought at the end of the game, you know, setting the zone up, and I thought very smart of Anthony Grant to switch to his own. That was something that Larry asked uh, Coach Grant about after the game, and that seemed to throw GW off as they were getting back into the game. But again, to me, the veterans are starting to step up, especially when you got Crutcher and Watson. Really, were neither one of them to me, John, really cannot afford to have an off night, and certainly Crutcher did not. Uh, Watson, you know, his effort was there for 37 minutes, but he had an off night shooting but still got 10 points. But that, but I think, again, Crutcher, I think, is starting to get his role, understand his role, and I think you're starting to see the pieces for the first time. They're starting to come together, slowly starting to come together, and uh, very good to see as we get into the uh, meat of this uh, Atlanta 10 schedule. But a big challenge coming up, the first of three games this week, uh, GW at home on Wednesday, and then, of course, at VCU on Saturday at Richmond. Yeah, and a weird and a weird scheduling format, too, where for the first time in 27 years, you're playing the same team in back-to-back uh, regular season games that you turn around and play this GW team on Wednesday at UD Arena in a format that, at least for the in the short term, almost kind of feels like what the Horizon League's doing, where they're doing these two-game yeah. uh, travel pods to sort of reduce COVID travel, and you play these back-to-back uh, two-game series and, and back-to-back nights, which is which is kind of weird. It's just it's an odd dynamic for basketball. But uh, so this is the only time this will happen in Dayton this season, where they got to turn around and, and play this the same bad Colonials team on Wednesday. And as we've we've said, Tizzy, that you know we know that. Dayton, as they've shown us, is capable of losing to literally anyone in this yeah. league since they lost to Fordham and LaSalle. They can lose to anybody. Um, but it was good for me, and I think a lot of you Flyer fans, to see Dayton just go in and take care of business uh, against a GW team that they really should have beaten and did. I mean, they come away with a win on a neutral floor. 
Yeah, absolutely, and that's really the bottom line as the Flyers were able to get this one. 457-1290 is the numbers we want to hear from you tonight as we are taking this all the way to 730. And again, GW of Dayton now has won now four straight in this series against the Colonials. Seems like it seems like it's been forever since the Flyers have done that, John. 2018, 2019, 2020, now, of course, 2021. We'll see. Be interesting the back-to-back, how, how the Flyers do. And and this is not the first time they've had to do that. Of course, you mentioned that happened in Archie's first year when they had the last regular season game in the A-10 tourney game. But uh, we'll pick up more on that uh, on the other side. Yep, Dayton winner tonight, 67-54. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues after we take a break to pay some bills and hear some news right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you after a Dayton win, 67-54, the Flyers take it against George Washington at George Mason. The game moved out of our nation's capital because of the security situation going on there, including all kinds of road closures around GW's campus and foggy bottom there within walking distance uh, of the Lincoln Memorial on the west end of the National Mall. Flyer feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And the Dayton Flyers have now won... Uh, they now lead the all-time series between these two teams, 20-17. to 17. They'll play them again Wednesday night at UD Arena. The last time these two teams played Tizzy, March 7th of 2020, it yep. was senior night. It was the regular season finale. The season of dreams was about to hit a brick wall, and none of us had any idea it was coming. That home game was one of the last normal things I did before this pandemic uh, ramped up here in Ohio, Tiz. Seems like it was a lifetime ago, wasn't it? Ugh. Doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it really. It's a yeah. fun night. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. It was a great night. I know you were at the game, and I know you were hosting feedback uh, that night at Flanagan's, and uh, it was just you know in front of thirteen thousand fans. You had college game day that was that was here, That's right? And you had the UD women's uh, the uh, A ten women's basketball tournament that was going on that uh, that weekend as well. And the UD women went ahead and won the next day. I had a chance to attend all three of those games and just. Seems like a lifetime ago <laughs> since then. It's just been a... We were all reminiscing about what was going to be a one seed in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament and the run that was to come. Yeah. Oh, how little we knew. If we only knew what was coming down the pike. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, anyways, Dayton winner. Uh, enough. That's enough painful talking yeah, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It we was quite won. a night. 67-54, Dayton winner. And they are now 5-2 and two all time at Eagle Bank Arena. Probably the only time, without looking up the stats, uh, that that has not been a game uh, in those seven now that has been against George Mason. <laughs> but, probably the only uh, time where it was probably it didn't feel like it was a game where you went to the dentist chair or like the first team of fifty or sixty would win. Probably it seemed because it just we know that was the case last year when Dayton played at George Mason, where it was just a grind. But uh, look, Dayton led this game from the onset. Uh, they jumped out to an eighteen-two lead, and really, John, they never looked back. They really did. GW got closer. They got it to 51-47, but really you get the Flyers' credit. They finished. That was the thing that was really convincing to me is they get a couple of layups from Crutcher and from Jordy, and then and then Jalen Crutcher goes Jalen Bernard Crutcher with that big three to go up 58-49, and really after he hit that three, that really ended any doubts. It ended any 
threats of a GW comeback. And, of course, I thought the zone defense was effective as well. And uh, the Flyers uh, do what they did. They took care of business. And uh, bottom line is you get a win outside uh, Dayton, Ohio. And now you get ready to host GW again Wednesday night. Well, you said that was a win where, Tizzy? Where did we have that win from? Was it away from UD Arena? Yeah, it was away from UD Arena. Oh, hit it. Can you dig it? Sure, we'll play some Cyrus yeah, after beating a bad not. GW team. Losing to Fordham and LaSalle at different points this year. That oh, puts everything yeah. in perspective. Absolutely. And that means uh, those two losses has mean uh, that nothing is guaranteed with this Dayton team in the A-10 season. But yeah. we'll take it as we go along this weird season. <laughs> but, no, Dayton, I mean, they just had to, had to win this game because we they know did. that Dayton has had – their roster issues with injuries and departures and whatnot. They're finally getting healthier a little bit, even though they're without Rodney Chapman for six to eight weeks with that torn ligament in his right hand and the surgery he had to repair that. They're getting healthier. Uh, And what I mean by this is to say that there's other teams in the A-10 that are having issues. Among them, GW, all right? They were without Jamison Battle today without a concussion, and they've also lost some players, Tizzy, that have straight up left the program. You had Jameer Nelson Jr. and Maceo Jack, each of them averaging more than 20 minutes a game. They just straight up transferred from the program earlier this year. And then Ace Stallings also transferred in. He's a little used reserve, but they've just had three guys up and leave where – um, I think a lot of people are looking at GW kind of sideways in the same way they're looking at Duquesne around the A-10, wondering what is going on there uh, with Jamie and Christian's program. Because, look, he's only in his second year there, and we know that when you get a new regime, you know, guys just, you know, maybe it's not a fit. Might not be a fit for Jamian, might not be a fit for some of these guys, might not be a fit for GW. Who knows what's going on there? But it's it's certainly raised some eyebrows around the league this year when those Three, but in particular, the first two names I mentioned, Nelson and Jack, each leaving, kind of had everybody around the league going, well, yeah. Uh, the point being is this is a GW team that is not very good to begin with before those guys left the program and before they had Jamison battle out with a concussion, and they're even more, <laughs> they're even less better now yeah. that they've lost these bodies. So it was a GW team that you just had to go into, I almost said Foggy Bottom, <laughs> go into Fairfax, and you just had to take care of business because... Uh, especially with, as we know, Dayton's had their struggles against some uh, some of the cellar dwellers in the league this year. Yeah, good to see them. Uh, as you mentioned, is a wire to wire win. It got hairy there for maybe a you know a few possessions when GW cut the game to four. But this is a Dayton team that is starting to figure out their rotation. Jalen Crutcher is continuing to be an absolute dude. He led the team with twenty three. It'd be Watson doing his thing in double figures with ten. Mustafa Amzil continuing to be a double digits machine. You can almost bet your next paycheck that Mustafa is going to get himself into double digits in the box score every night. Uh, and then Jordy Shimanga with another productive night, uh, nine points, eight rebounds. Jordy almost with a double-double there, Tiz. And, yeah. and really, there was points of this game where everything was working for Dayton. They were hitting. They couldn't miss from yeah. beyond the arc to start. They were getting in the paint as well. They were getting some scores with Jordy Shimanga lay-ins and Jalen Crutcher runners. They really could do no wrong. They shot the lights out in the first half. Uh, and then they close out GW uh, the last five or six minutes when the Colonials started to to pull within striking distance. So it's it's hard to be upset at this Dayton team as they continue to sort of figure things out, getting Elijah Weaver into the mix here with uh, Mustafa Amzil continuing to do his thing with R.J. Blakeney and Kobe Brea coming back from their various injuries. They're now starting to get worked back into the rotation. Zim Wakeji uh, as well, uh, and you're seeing flashes of – sort of when they go small and those stretches where, 
you know, Anthony's offense, Tizzy, as we know, kind of hits its turbo boosters when they go small and they play a lot of wings and they're playing guys that have that three and D skill set. They go five out, pace and space, however you want to phrase it. Anthony's offense can really go dangerous when they go small and really start to pick up the pace. Um, so it's fun starting to see these pieces come together in a benchmark at the season where here 11 games in because of this weird season, we're now six games into the conference schedule at a point where typically this point of the season, Tizzy, you'd just about be wrapping up your non-conference slate. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing I liked about tonight is Dayton had 19 assists to go with those 24 field goals that they had. And also they had 24 uh, points in the paint to GW 16. And uh, you, you talked about, John, the turnovers. Dayton had only nine turnovers. Look, I mean, that was an issue at the beginning of the year. But slowly, you're starting to see that starting to go down. And to me, I, I thought the turning point, I'm not going to say a turning point, but really you saw the team's character really show itself in that Davidson game. You and I didn't do feedback for that because it was a late game. But you know, Dayton's energy was solid in that one. And just Ibby Watson was huge. Jalen Crutcher was huge. And a game that was well played, I thought, by both Dayton and Davidson. Where, But Dayton was able to come away and get a huge win. That game, that win was just enormous. And that was something that they could build on. And they're building off that. Beating Duquesne and, of course, winning today. And you're starting to see in that. Uh, you're, you're seeing that. You're seeing the Flyers build from that good win they had uh, last Friday night. Um, a week ago from on the uh, January 8th. And now the question's going to be, what are you going to do? Because you got GW, and then you got a tough stretch, VCU, oh, yeah. and then you got St. Louis. Now, St. Louis hasn't had a, played in a while because uh, they've had COVID issues as well. And I think Travis Ford was on the ESPN broadcast Friday night. I think he said as much as maybe 80% of their team had COVID. Um, I don't know if that was if, if I got that right wrong or not, but that we'll see. That could be their first game coming back. Um, from play could be against Dayton uh, that Tuesday night, the uh, the 26th. But Dayton can't worry about those. They got to worry about taking care of business Wednesday night against GW. And you know GW is going to want revenge, especially in that back-to-back. Yeah, and it's been a good rebound from a Dayton team that I think, and I don't think this is hyperbole, I think really had some soul-searching and some come-to-Jesus moments to do. Uh, after that Fordham game, because they came out flat as a pancake against, look, let's not mince words here, a terrible, a terrible, terrible, terrible Fordham team. 55-54, they lose it back on the fifth, and they've rebounded now with three straight wins against at Davidson, against Duquesne, Wednesday at UD Arena, and now against GW on a neutral floor at George Mason, uh, with efforts that have all been nowhere close to the effort, Tizzy, that we saw against Fordham. So this team has continued to rebound, and I think they've really kind of woken up after that just awful, devastating loss that, for the time being, between that and the LaSalle game, has removed any talk of postseason play. I mean, it's, ooh, but they've, it's good for me to see the fight that this team has, and I think taking some pride in what Anthony Grant said after that Fordham game, which is having that Dayton across the front of your chest. This is a Dayton team that has certainly rebounded and, and playing like a team that woke up after just an awful performance against that Fordham Rams team. 457-1290 is the number. This is your show, Flyer fans. We want to hear from you about this uh, Dayton win tonight, 67-54 over GW. Joe is in Kettering. Joe, you're on Flyer Feedback. Hey, uh, I just want to say I'm really happy with the way these guys have responded with that Fordham game. I mean, that was uh, that was really terrible, but I feel like it, 
you know, they've just had a, a newfound sense of urgency and a new chip on their shoulder since then, which is nice to see. Uh, I'm curious. One thing I think they could do, and this is kind of a goofy season, but maybe this is finally the year uh, they can actually win the Atlantic 10 tournament or any kind of tournament, league tournament, somewhere other than UD Arena. Uh, maybe they'll finally get that monkey off their back because um, they know that's their only way to the tournament. If they want to dance, that's that's their ticket. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it is. You're right on. You're right on the one point, Joe. That at this point, it is. It is auto bid or bust uh, for this Dayton team. And it's not going to be at the Barclays Center. Uh, nope. We know that Dayton's one of the schools interested. Now that the A10 has come out and said it will not be in Brooklyn uh, because of the COVID situation in New York State and New York City and some of the restrictions there. Um, I mean, I Joe, it could end up being at UD Arena. I don't know that for a fact, but you know, their their hats at least in the ring. Um, well, that, now how interesting would that be? We get it back and we win it, and then we still have that monkey on our back. But I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, I think, yeah. The auto bid, I think, would uh, would would overrule that caveat of they they still yeah. haven't won it anywhere, not named UD Arena. But uh, I mean, we'll we'll see because this is still you know when healthy St. Louis is really really good, uh, when healthy Rhode or not Rhode Island uh, Richmond is really good. We'll mm-hmm. see, but yeah, I mean, who knows? We could we could be here and. Early March, Joan, we can have the A-10 tournament uh, here at UD Arena. Who knows? We'll have to see who ends up getting it now that the the league has decided to move it out of the Barclays Center. All right. Well, let's hope they get in by hook or by crook. All right. There you go. Hey, Joe from Kettering, thank you for checking in here on Flyer Feedback tonight. And, uh, yeah, you know, it is just a a good effort all around because, like we said, this team has just had a newfound energy, as Joe pointed out. Um, Because that's a season, that's a kind of loss where I think a point that Larry made after the LaSalle loss carries over to the, just the dreadful, devastating loss at yeah. Fordham, that the loss doesn't have to define the season. It, it could. It very well could. But what's really important is how this Dayton team reacts right, to exactly. that kind of loss. And so far, ripping off three straight, uh, it beats the alternative, as no, Dad would agreed. say. Agreed. 67-54, Dayton a winner at GW against GW at George Mason. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and you for the home stretch of this award-winning radio program. Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub, and Bud Light. Dating a winner tonight, 67-54 on a neutral floor on George Mason's court against George Washington. Dayton gets to 8-3 and three overall, 4-2 and two in A-10 play, and they will return right around and play this same Colonials team on Wednesday night at UD Arena, a 7 o'clock tip as this Dayton team starts today, a stretch of three games in seven days. John Tisdale, they go Sunday, Wednesday and stuff gets real on Saturday with mm-hmm. a team against, uh, with a game against VCU, the much hated Richmond Rams. Yes, uh, going to their Cafenasium uh, on Saturday to play in front of uh, who knows how many fans, if they're allowed any in Richmond. I don't know what the uh, COVID restriction situation is like uh, there at VCU, but uh, it will not be as raucous as no. it typically is there. That's for sure. No, it, it definitely will not be. I mean, we, you know, this is something that. 
all college teams have had to, all college schools have had to adapt to all year. I mean, it, 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 you've been to the arena. Just how different is that? Uh, just to watch a game and you're not hearing, not seeing 13,000 fans. Man, it's, I know everybody that's had a chance to go describes it this way, but um, it really is the only, I can't think of anything else, Tiz, other than it's just downright bizarre. Um, I've been to two games now. I'm going to my third on Wednesday night when, when the Colonials come back to UD Arena and there's fewer than 150 people in there. It almost kind of feels like you're a scout. Uh, sitting and watching like a practice or an open shoot around or something. Yeah. And it, it feels at times the way I described it when I went to my first game against LaSalle uh, was that it feels like being in a movie theater when you get around to seeing a movie like two or three months after it's come out and there's only like 10 other people in the theater with you. It's just, uh, it's very, very bizarre. And there's, I, I find it, I find that, there's really no getting used to uh, as empty as that arena is, and just the overall the overall atmosphere. It's it's odd. Um, I, yeah, and especially when it, you and I have both been to practices when the fans are invited during the NCAA tournament games, whether it be the first four or even the first or second round. And it's is it kind of like that a little bit? I mean, there's more people. There's more people. A lot on press row. That's not the case this year. Because, I mean, mean Larry and uh, whoever he's working with, whether it be Keith and Brooks, they're not even on press row. They're up on the, what, the 100 section, I think? Yeah, we're at the top of the, uh, at the right where that, sort of the lower ball where it has that mezzanine break. It's at yeah. that first break uh, where we're sitting right at the top of the 100 section. So, I mean, there there's fewer people in the arena for Dayton games these days than there are at those open shoot-arounds that you're talking about, Tizzy, for yeah. uh, the first four. It's, it's just really... Really bizarre, but uh, Dayton's going to have to turn around and beat beat a bad uh, GW team uh, mm-hmm. again on Wednesday night because look, this is this is a GW squad that was picked to finish 11th of 14 teams in the A10, and that was yeah. before they lost uh, Jamison Battle with a concussion, and then before even then they lost Jameer Nelson Jr., Maceo Jack, yep. and A Stallings to uh, transfers. So this is a team that is hurting for bodies, and it wasn't very good before those moves. Uh, and it is even less so uh, now that they have lost uh, those four guys to injury or uh, transfer. So it's a, it is a, a GW team that Dayton really should turn around to and take care of business before now they really start to get into the teeth of their A-10 schedule. As we look ahead, we mentioned they get after GW on Wednesday night. They're done with the Colonials. That's one of their pod teams this year. So you get the home and home out of the way. You go to VCU. Mm-hmm. You're scheduled to go to number 24 St. Louis next Tuesday. Then you get Rhodey. You got to go to Duquesne again. You get Duquesne again this time at their place. Then you get Richmond. So you got a tough stretch of these next five games coming up here on their schedule after after you get through. Hopefully again, GW on Wednesday night. Stuff's uh, going to start to get real here in their schedule. Tis. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll see what the Flyers can do uh, Wednesday night. But, uh, you know, the Flyers, again, 67-54 to 54 is your final. As, again, Jalen Crutcher, 23 points. Ibby Watson with 10 points. And, boy, I've been so impressed with Mustafa. 10 points again in double digits. And he's just come in to me, John. And it's just he's been seamless. He's just fit in. And he had to come in in LaSalle. This was after the news about Chase Johnson. Mustafa's come in, and they haven't missed a beat. They have not missed a nope. beat at all. He is. I have been very impressed with him. And look, Elijah Weaver, I think, has come in and has, done, has been very effective in place of uh, Rodney Chapman, who's out for a considerable period of time. Yep, it was a wire-to-wire to win. Dayton never trailed in this game, but it did get tight towards the end of this game. GW, after being down by as much as 20 at one point, 
uh, at least. They were uh, they had cut the game to a two-possession game. They got to within four. But at that point, after a scoring drought and the Dayton team on the struggle bus, you had your seniors take over. And as one of my friends tweeted on the Twitter machine, John Tisdale, that is winning basketball. Yep. And Dayton gets it done. They close it out in the last five to yes, six sir. minutes for this 67-54 win. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the bottom line. And uh, win number eight, they now go to what three and two in conference play, and four and uh, two now, four and two now. Thank yep. you. So uh, they four and two in conference play as the Flyers uh, again. Good win, I thought tonight, but uh, again, uh, we'll just let, leave it there. But again, Jalen's Jalen, another effective game, and again, they finished this game. Uh, the uh, the key stretch again. 51-47 GW cut it to, and then Dayton again. Two layups by Jalen and Jordy, and then Jalen Crutcher does Jalen Bernard Crutcher with that big three. Go up 58-49. They never looked back. If you haven't seen it, go and find the video of that Sim Wilkeji dunk. Oh, oh he put nasty. a GW kid on a poster. Hey, that's going to do it for us, Dayton fans. One more time, the Flyers a winner 67-54. Our next game was Wednesday. Yes, against this same GW Colonial squad at UD Arena. The Bud Light pregame show starts at 6.30. Larry Hanskin has the call at 7, so we We'll see you on the radio Wednesday night, Flyers fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdell. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well and go Go Flyers. Flyers.